0: Do you ever use the phrase relenting? I hear people say unrelenting all the time. I almost never hear anyone say relenting. Yeah, I know. What a pleasant day. Everything was relenting. Hmm. Maybe you start throwing that around at the office.
1: You hear people say relentless, and then you hear people say unrelentless. But you don't hear people say unrelentless. Yeah,
0: what's worse, relentless or unrelenting?
1: Unrelentless. Depends on what you're going for. I mean,
0: unrelentless would, uh, that'd be a good thing, right? Unrelentless would be like a positive? Well, uh, I just
1: had an unrelenting amount of shit to do, it just didn't end all day. Right,
0: but it wasn't an unrelentless amount of shit to do. Ah, uh, now I'm
1: confused. I don't know. <laughs> I had a lot of shit to do today. It certainly
0: wasn't relenting. It didn't relent for- It
1: didn't relent. It was, It it refused to relent. And even even now- The
0: relentometer was at zero. Yeah,
1: here I am. This is the last part of my day. And I guess the day's gonna relent after this.
0: There you go. You're finally relenting. Well, no,
1: because this is work.
0: It's a different kind of work.
1: It's not all fun and games on the 50 Ton Podcast.
0: It's not any fun and games. No fun and games. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Yeah.
0: Are you tired today? You seem uh you seem a little Jeb Bush.
1: No, I'm I'm fine. It's just strange. I've been busy since 8:30 a.m. and I don't even know what I was busy doing. Like, well, okay, so 8 I got up around 7. 8:30 I left the house, dropped the car off, I grabbed a coffee for me and the kid got back to the house and then it was just on from there. And then they, I had to go bring the car back. I had like a few errands, like I had to go to the bank, just nothing, just things, you know, like I's needed to be dotted and T's need to be crossed today. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow I managed to cook, do a bunch of laundry and clean the kitchen. You know, the
0: MyPillow guy, what's his name? Mike Liddell.
1: I never heard of that guy until everybody started dropping his product. I don't know what the big, I understand he, he's like a Trump guy or whatever. So people were like, or he's, or he's a QAnon guy. What is he?
0: Yeah, he was back in, he was back in Trump, he was saying the election was stolen.
1: Oh, blotty, shit. bloody blotty, No, this dude's definitely, um... Cocaine? This dude's... Cocaine cowboy? Yes. Mike Lindell. They market this product as guaranteed the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. I mean, it looks nice. He's hugging the pillow, <laughs> and then right beneath it, if you go to the Pillow website, it says, with God, all things are possible. Mike's memoir, 997, with promo code uh in parentheses free shipping so it's kind of funny because it's like you'd think that this dude would just want to sell pillows but then he puts <laughs> his homepage is pretty sick it's got he's the only person he's the model for his own company he's got a uh, look at that it's him sleeping <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah dude, he's, a, he's a big dog why are we mad at this guy i'm not mad at him i just wanted to rip his ad off but then uh it was too obnoxious
1: He's got sean hannity on here yeah it's kind of funny it's like he's just merged like a, a religious right wing trumpy thing in right with his product which seems kind of stupid to me
0: so he's a he's a pitch man right he's one of those guys that goes on tv and does infomercials you know what the golden rule of of men products is right it's got to be cheap and it's got to be simple and it solves one problem it's super cheap it's cheap to manufacture low overhead you charge too much for it. Well, how
1: much are these pillows?
0: I bet it's a $20 pillow, but I bet it's just memory foam. $30. <laughs>
1: bet
0: he sends you 2 for the 30 No.
1: It's 60 but with the promo code, it's $30. hmm I have to say, they are the best pillows I ever have. That is a review. I have tried every pillow from feather to memory foam to water. I didn't know they had water pillows. Nothing I have laid my head on compares to my pillow. Nothing works better. Love this pillow. Great pillows. Great USA product love my pillows yo who would actually write a customer review for a pillow no one no one would do that
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you do you have any ex- expensive fancy pillows? yeah
1: my pillows are okay I, we actually need new pillows they're not um. I got them a couple years ago at, like, Target, but I bought, like, the more expensive ones. I don't own, like, a $300 pillow or anything. Do you?
0: Uh, Yeah, ours were, like, $150 a piece. Worth it? Uh, It's not my preference. I mean, I'm going to sleep no matter what, but Kelly has, like, a pillow thing, so... It's worth it for her to go. This is good.
1: Does it feel like a $150 pillow, though?
0: It's weird. It's like half memory foam, half gel. It's designed to be like self-cooling mm. so it doesn't get hot when you lay that on it. That sounds
1: right up my alley.
0: She loves it because she's like, I need my pillow to stay cold. And I'm like, yeah, all right. Yeah,
1: wants a hot pillow? <laughs> but you would sleep on a bed of nails. You don't care. You'd use a garbage bag for a bed sheet. You don't care.
0: Dude, if I lean back in this chair right now, I'm going to sleep. It's the only thing keeping me up is I'm sitting upright.
1: Yeah, you're amazing. You don't you really don't care. Like you could sleep in the back of a Toyota Corolla in your six foot four. You don't care. You'll sleep anywhere you don't complain about it. You don't care.
0: Dude, I slept in the back of my Jetta the last time I stayed at your place, remember?
1: I think you've been <laughs> here since that, but yeah.
0: That was one of the most recent times I was up there, wasn't it? Yeah. Stayed with you for a few days. I went to the bar, I got hammered, I woke up in the back seat of my own car.
1: you're kind of on one tonight i can already tell it's gonna be interesting you're mellow but you're on you've already interrupted me like five times which is great so this is gonna be great for this type of episode
0: to make sure that i'm presentable for the podcast i uh did a shot of espresso and i've got this giant caffeinated mint tea Mm -hmm. Do you ever drink mint tea this guy's spearmint delicious it's called perfectly mint by the bigelow tea company
1: bigelow the big dogs of tea Another advice segment for our loyal listeners out there tonight, but this time it's your turn to be in the hot seat. Now, the thing that was a little tricky was I was Googling, you know, advice columns and I had to kind of pick through the scraps of pages that you already went through. I was like, oh, here's the, uh, here's the bat one. (laughs) Unless you have anything else that you want to talk about before we get into this, I think think I'm going to just start rolling into them.
0: I'll give you one update from last week. Okay. The installation of the hot tub went perfectly fine.
1: I'll be the judge of that.
0: We set it up. We chlorinated it. It is maintaining a 104 degrees outside where it's currently snowing. I've used it three nights in a row, including last night when I should have probably just stuck with editing since I was going to be up all oh, night. Oh,
1: okay. Okay. So now, now <laughs> this all makes sense. It's not.
0: You can't edit in a hot tub, Steve. It can't be done. <laughs>
1: Get a little table like a TV like a TV tray that just hovers over it. You're tall.
0: I told Kelly, this thing is doomed to fail in a few months. I want it to last just into summer so that we can have a floating crab feast in the middle of it with some of our neighbors.
1: Good call.
0: You ever eat crustaceans while sitting in a pool? <laughs>
1: I mean, if you want to wash your hands, you just dunk them in the pool, I guess. It's kind of unsanitary.
0: Perfect. Then we'll throw it out.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see this thing. I've been looking at the weather. It doesn't seem like I'm in for a treat weather-wise when I come down there, but that's okay.
0: It's winter, dude. It's going to be better than where you're You're at. You're
1: always talking all this shit about, I can't stand the cold weather in Boston. And I looked online today, and we had the literally, to the degree, the same weather today. (laughs) And you're talking about it's been snowing outside in my hot tub. It's like, do you live in Baltimore, or do you live up in New Hampshire?
0: It says it's 30 degrees and snow there right now is that right
1: Uh, I don't see any snow it's
0: currently 36 here and cloudy
1: whatever dude
0: so we got six degrees on you all
1: right well this is the interesting thing about these advice columns it was really hard to find things that were unique it was a lot of family and relationships somebody cheated or I don't like somebody's new spouse so hopefully these aren't too repetitive I tried to find ones that just came from a slightly different angle so
0: do you think we could write an advice book That covers, like, all the big things that advice columns pick up.
1: Oh, I'm sure somebody's already done it. But, yeah, Like, the same
0: shit that people complain about. My husband doesn't pay enough attention to me. My wife keeps filing down my nails while I sleep. (laughs) My kids keep taking my money and spending it on drugs.
1: All right, you ready to roll?
0: Yeah, I'm ready.
1: Father upset. He's expected to share spotlight at daughter's wedding. Dear Abby, see, I I picked this one because it was a a guy writing it, and I felt like a lot of the ones we've written before came from more of a female angle, so I figured Mm. it would be good to have one that kind of comes from more of a male angle. Dear Abby, yesterday my daughter informed me that her boyfriend will soon come to ask me for her hand in marriage, because it's 1950. She also told me that she intends to have both her stepfather and me walk her down the aisle. This creates a huge problem for me. Her mother and I divorced 13 years ago because of marital infidelity on her part. She was having an affair with the man who is now my daughter's stepfather. When my daughter told me her plans, it took all my self-control not to go through the roof. I have thought about my daughter's wedding day since the day she was born, and now she wants me to share it with this individual who has caused me so much pain. Her feeling is he has been with her her entire life and she wants him in the wedding. I understand it to some extent, although for her to ask me to give up, even a bit of this honor cuts me to my core. One of her reasons for asking is that we had a strained relationship for a number of years. I was never out of her life, although there were periods of time where we would fight constantly. I don't want to miss the opportunity to walk my baby girl down the aisle, but I simply cannot share this honor with someone who has basically stolen my family not forgiving in texas
0: wow that's a good one
1: that's a that is a good one right i'm surprised it's come from texas because i thought this guy would have taken his guns and gone and shot the guy but all right good so what do you think
0: okay your wife leaves you for a guy yep and you're still bothered by it 13 years later you gotta fucking get over yourself what are you doing like okay your wife cheated on you 13 years ago how old are you 50 is that A fifth of your life you're spent worrying about who your ex-wife, who, I mean, you should have written her off the second she cheated on you, but here you are obsessing over her 13 years later that you're still mad at the guy she ran off with. Clearly the guy's not that much of a scumbag if your ex-wife is married to him 13 years later, right?
1: That's admissible. That's admissible.
0: If your wife leaves you for the pool, boy, all right, maybe you can go, you broke everything down for nothing. But in this case, the woman is still with the guy 13 years later.
1: Sure, I see your point there. But it doesn't necessarily mean that he's a good guy though. For
0: 13 years, this guy has been taking part in raising this guy's daughter as a stranger. If she likes this guy at this point, 13 years later, enough to say, I want you to help walk me down the aisle, maybe the guy did a pretty good job and maybe you should get over the fact that your wife ran off with him. The guy is not your wife. The guy's his own person, you know? Your wife's the one that fucked up your family, not the guy. Get over it. It's pathetic to be hung up on this thing for 13 years.
1: But but you didn't answer the question. The question is... Does...
0: The question is, does he walk her down the aisle?
1: Yeah, with the other dude. Yes. You think so?
0: Absolutely. You have two options. One is, you either walk this guy down the aisle with your daughter, who, again, is obviously fond of this guy and wants you both to be there, Or you break your daughter's wedding wish of having you and this other guy there. You make everything more contentious for the guy, your ex-wife, and your daughter. Where you were on the outs with your daughter prior a few years ago, guess where you're going right back to? Like, are you really willing to give all that up because you won't walk down an aisle with your daughter, something that takes literally three minutes out of your life? Like, dude, get some therapy. Forgive this guy. Forgive your ex-wife. Get on with your own fucking life because it's not that your family left you. It's that bad things happened and you didn't fucking pick up the pieces. It's on you. They're all doing fine. If you don't show up to the wedding, they're going to be fine. They're just not going to talk to you because you're a fucking loser.
1: Wow, harsh words for a guy who's hurting and you just gunned him down Texas style. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's a couple things that you could take into consideration because we don't know what led to the infidelity. Was this guy a wild piece of shit? You know what I mean? Like, and the wife, like, had to... But does it matter? No, 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 no. Just shake me out. Let's, Because we're doing a podcast here, and if we move on to the next one without talking about it for more than two (laughs) seconds, then what's the fucking point? So, a couple of things to take into consideration. This guy might have been a wild piece of shit, and he drove his wife and daughter into the arms of another man. There's the potential that the daughter Mm. is like, yo, this fucking guy sucks. I don't even care if he walks me down the aisle. I consider him to be my real dad, my stepdad. I'm just asking this guy to be polite, knowing that if I say... I want you both to walk me down the aisle that you're going to throw a fit and not even come to the wedding. Maybe she's like, I'm just asking you to be nice. But really, if it comes down to you or him, it's going to be him. Now, there is a chance too, and you're going to have to go a little soft here because, you're, you know, you're not married. You don't have a kid. <laughs> Think about this. Divorce is one of those things that they count up there with death of like a family member due to violence, bankruptcy, you know, severe terminal illness. That It's one of those things that a lot of people just never come back from if their marriage doesn't work out for whatever reason. If it was the other way around, where this guy was doing everything right and he was a good dad and the mom just kind of was like a piece of shit ran off with some guy and then the daughter made the best of it and became cool with the stepdad too even though they started a new family if this dude just got totally fucked over and who knows why he was fighting with the daughter maybe the daughter was doing things that he didn't approve of and the wife and the um stepfather were like yeah do whatever you want yeah go out with a 25 year old even though you're 14 you know it's tough because there's no contacts with this thing so it ruined his life and he can't get over
0: it let me put this out there though The guy in his letter throws his wife under the bus as being the person that ended their marriage.
1: Well, he puts it out that she cheated.
0: She was the one that left him for another man.
1: You never know how it really ended up, but I see what you're saying. No,
0: no, no, but I'm saying he put the detail in there to take ownership of why that didn't last. He put it on her. He said she ruined our our family, basically. He's writing to a stranger and he wants the stranger to understand my wife did this to me. But he's not willing to put in any other details. Tells me that there's not really good details to back him up Mm. on that front. I think it's very likely she left him for very mundane reasons and they're not worth mentioning he
1: might have just been a shitty partner he might have been out drinking every night with his friends after work or he might have been cheating too because a lot of the times cheating ass wife you were cheating too i've seen it so many times where a guy is always out acting single and then when his girl does it to him He's like, I can't believe she would do this to me. It's like, you did it to her. You're a couple of cheaters. Birds of a feather flock together.
0: And then she finds someone where she's like, this one will last at least 13 years. This one is a keeper.
1: Yeah, who knows? We need context.
0: Because he's blaming her, he strikes me as the type that if he had any more ammunition to blame her with, he would have worked it in the letter. And he didn't. He left it out. So that tells me it was probably partly his fault. And then what really bothers me in it is his wife left him, yet he's blaming the guy that she left him for. It's like, dude, that guy's got nothing to do with it. I
1: don't think he blamed him, but he said he's caused me a lot of pain. Oh, man. I I don't know how I would feel about walking my daughter down the aisle with, like, her stepdad. I'd be kind of like, ugh, this sucks no matter what even if you were like all right i'll do it i love you like you can't expect them to be happy about it like oh i can't wait to share this honor with this guy
0: look at it from the daughter's perspective maybe she doesn't like him right whatever it is maybe asking them both was a compromise in her mind because she doesn't want to hurt the guy's feeling like maybe she doesn't actually want her dad there she's just asking him to be nice and now he's all stressed out about it but she knew if she didn't invite him he'd blow up and call everybody and scream at people and punch the stepdad
1: yeah that's what well, that's what I said earlier, but you weren't listening. <laughs> Great co-host. Great co-host. I
0: think it's bullshit though to blame the person that your significant other left you for, for the problem. It's not them. It's either your significant other who did the deed mm-hmm. or it's you.
1: So you think he should just suck it up and walk her down the aisle and just be the bigger man?
0: I think for once in his life, once yeah, in his should life? should suck it up because apparently Whoa! He...
1: The Irish Catholic judge is here. Holy fuck. Fuck, for once in his life? how You don't know this guy. Maybe they've been just torturing this dude this whole time. You know, this goes back to something we've talked about on this show before. We're saying 13 years later, he might still be kicking her alimony or something like that. And like, you know, like, dude, once in his life, Jesus. Judge, jury, and executioner over here. It's
0: 13 years later and he's still hung up on it.
1: Dude, that's a lifetime. Some people's egos get crushed and they just never come back from it. You know, it it sucks. Feel bad for the guy. Just
0: let it go. You think the guy's remarried? No. You don't think the guy writing the letter is remarried?
1: Mm, no, I don't think he is, because I think... You uh, think he sits
0: at home with pictures of his family crying over them?
1: I don't know. It's tough to say, judging from this letter, because that's the other thing I was thinking about, too. It's like, the, the problem with these things, and this goes back to the first time we did an advice episode, is there's no real context, there's no real detail. So it's like, she ruined our marriage due to infidelity. Well, hold on. Maybe you guys had already been separated for a year, and she started seeing someone, and then you're like, oh, you're cheating on me, I thought we were gonna get back together because people do shit like that right so they will say well Until the ink is dry on our divorce papers. You're still cheating on me So it's kind of tough to say I would say 13 years your kids old enough to get married you're holding up the show you got to figure out a way to make it work for the benefit of your kid it'll give yourself some peace too right so in one sense i do agree with you on the other hand as a father and as a married guy i could never see myself being like yeah i'll walk it down the aisle with him I like fuck that guy <laughs> like you know you can't you kind of can't expect him on one hand to like swallow that male ego but then on the other hand it's like hey you know it's, you know it's tough i can i could go either way for once in his life
0: there's research where they track people's happiness after they've lost some ability so like people that go blind or people that lose a limb they track happiness people that win a billion dollars in the lottery.
1: That's always an interesting one.
0: There's psychological studies where they track people's happiness. And I can't remember exactly what the time frame was, but most people, they adjust to their new normal and go right back to where they were within like six months of whenever the event happened, right? So like you win a billion dollars, it makes you happy. But six months later, you're as depressed as you were before you won the billion dollars. You lose an arm, you think it's the end of your life, Six months later, you start to pick up the pieces. Maybe a year later, you're, you're back and you're happy. You have one arm, but you're happy. Same thing with being blind. They find that whatever happens to a person, they readjust to their baseline. And that baseline is the same after the event as before it.
1: Where did you get, oh, maybe to interrupt, but where did you get this from? Like where, where can we find this? Uh,
0: let me, uh. Let if you're let gonna let talk up. about
1: research like this, you should probably be able to cite your source. So that people could check it if they
0: want. Oh boy, you want sources cited. I want
1: sources cited when there's bold claims made on this hard-hitting factual podcast. This is interesting. This is intriguing.
0: They call it uh, habituation.
1: Habituation. Mm -mm -mm
0: -mm. It's the same reason CEOs are not happy even though they're at the top. Yeah. Right? Like they're they're always trying to get somewhere else. Mm -mm -mm. Because none of that shit will actually change your outlook mm-hmm. on life it's all temporary
1: like what money and like uh career success
0: you adjust your misery or your happiness to whatever your circumstances so
1: everybody's got a baseline and then they're gonna be here here
0: well you can adjust your baseline but your day-to-day change of your you know socio-economic status or health they don't really move the needle you have to Happiness is outside of that. Mm.
1: Well, say anything about how some people might be prone to a more unhappy disposition just, like, all the time? Or, like, someone might just be more positive. They just have, like, a more positive baseline where they're in a good mood.
0: Well, yeah, that's the whole thing, is uh, some people manage their outlook better. There's a threshold where some of it can be mental illness, right?
1: Yeah. Well, how do they even define mental illness? Like... That's a que- That's a good question.
0: Well, you can have chemical imbalances that wildly affect your outlook on things.
1: Yeah, where'd you read it? Oh, you made it up. Yeah, we could move on. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'll... Oh, it looks like somebody's lying on the podcast. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: I found a research article that says uh, lottery winners and accident victims is happiness relative. Read it. Abstract. All right. Adaptation level theory suggests that both contrast and habituation will operate to prevent the winning of fortune from elevating happiness as much as might be expected. Contrast with the peak experience of winning should lessen the impact of ordinary pleasures while habituation should eventually reduce the value of new pleasures made possible by winning. Study 1 compared a sample of 22 major lottery winners with 22 controls and also with a group of 29 paralyzed accident victims who had been interviewed previously. As predicted, lottery winners were not happier than controls and took significantly less pleasure from a series of mundane events. Study two indicated that these effects were not due to pre-existing differences between people who buy or do not buy lottery tickets or between interviews that made or did not make lottery salient. Paraplegics also demonstrated a contrast effect Not by enhancing minor pleasures But by idealizing their past Which did not help their present happiness Yeah,
1: you hear all the time about Lottery winners ended up being like Absolutely miserable
0: Happiness is not your situation It's more your outlook on your situation So this guy, 13 years later Can't get over his goddamn ex-wife Leaving him for some guy that worked out Is a real fucking loser Get over it i stand by that sure find your own shit dude play golf get remarried do whatever it is that makes you happy but move on you know your daughter's a grown woman she's getting married she's done with you yeah
1: you're missing out at that point you're being stubborn i i feel a lot of the times like adults need to set their egos aside for the happiness of their own kids
0: this guy has clearly not set his ego aside in the past 13 years Yeah. so it'd be new for him to go out on a ledge and accept reality and get over it do you know the summary of what they told that guy to do
1: she said get over it she said it's about your daughter you know you could walk her halfway he could walk her the second half or whatever she said it's been done you gotta find a compromise
0: you could build the bridge and burn it down
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right you ready you ready for the next one this is from ask amy cheating husband hides behind long ago heartaches this is kind of consistent this is the guy he's probably moved on after the whole wedding thing and now he cheats i've been married for 30 years Most of this time, I've been unhappy. I've experienced love in the past. Before my marriage, I had my heart broken twice. I just could not allow myself to go through with that pain again. Therefore, I married a woman who was a good person knowing that if she ever left, my heart would not be broken. This has caused me to have a number of affairs. I'm not proud of that. When I was single, I had never cheated on any of my girlfriends, but began cheating on my wife after two years of marriage. The biggest reason I never left my wife was that I could not bear the thought of not seeing my young kids, who are now adults, and also the financial struggles divorce would bring. I now struggle with a different heartache and ask myself,
0: Can you read the part about why he got married?
1: Is this the way I want to spend my remaining years? Signed, unhappy husband. Yes, he said he didn't want to get his heart broken again, so he married a woman that he didn't really love. This guy fucking sucks fuck this fucking guy
0: he didn't want to get heartbroken so he married someone he didn't love and then he's been cheating on her all along but he didn't want to tell her that he was cheating because he has kids and he wanted to have access to them who are now adults but
1: he also didn't want to deal with the financial strain of a divorce he didn't want to pay alimony wow
0: all right so the guy doesn't love the girl what why did he get married just have kids
1: it didn't say it just said he, he had his heart broken twice so he married a girl who he knew wouldn't leave him or or he wouldn't care if this if his wife left him which
0: is weird he never even thought about her sticking around he was like oh if she leaves that's fine yeah and then she stayed yeah which is very honorable
1: she's probably got some low self-esteem
0: sure but as far as we can tell she's in it for the relationship he cheats on her two years and he only stays in this relationship to see his kids and to not be penalized financially yeah so what is his question now should he get divorced
1: what is this? What's what this is he asking yeah, that's a good question
0: yeah what's his question what's this question hey bro what, what are you asking here what do you want to know
1: is this the way he wants to spend his remaining years that's the only question
0: so he got married for no reason had kids yep. stayed in the marriage that he didn't need to have because he didn't love the person so he didn't need to marry this yep. person so he stayed in this marriage all this time because he doesn't like the repercussions of, of yep. leaving and now his kids are out of the house and he's wondering should he fake it until he's dead
1: or get a divorce like it's so i, I can't understand is he asking do i get a divorce do i stop cheating
0: if you get a divorce you're still going to be looking at that financial strain i imagine
1: yeah i guess i mean unless
0: he's just loaded now he's what he's now willing to pay
1: or he's like do i just keep cheating this is the way. It's been, say say you put this in the traditional context of a family, like you got married, then you had kids. I find it hard to believe that if they've been married long enough to completely raise kids into adults, she has no idea that he's cheating. I mean,
0: what are you even going to do at that point? At least this person's a companion, right? Like she's not going anywhere. She just let you cheat on her for 16 years or whatever it is. They raised kids who are adults now. So they were together for at least a couple decades. I guarantee she's aware that he was cheating on her since he was cheating on her so regularly so yeah he's not even asking if he should tell her
1: yeah he didn't say he wanted to come clean
0: right he's just saying should i stick this out (laughs) let me say this for the guy right you married your wife because you didn't want to marry someone you loved because you didn't want to be heartbroken but dude you are the least lovable person on the planet nobody is going to love you if you think you're gonna leave this lady and somebody is going to love you you're fucking wrong because dude you are amazingly shallow yeah you're a pretty big piece of shit it's kind of funny because
1: <laughs> on one hand this dude's incredibly narcissistic and just shallow but on the other hand it also seems like he's got a very fragile small ego because he's marrying someone he's afraid to get hurt but at the same time he also seems to kind of feel like oh i should just get rid of her now i don't really care I just should... this guy sounds like a wild piece of shit
0: well that's what i mean like this guy is not going to Get a companion anywhere else. No. If your wife knows you've been cheating all these years, maybe she does know. Maybe he's admitted it and maybe she's fine with that. Maybe she just likes having breakfast Mm. with somebody. Is your wife worth having breakfast with? Is she like a team player? Like, does she root for you to go get laid? Like, we don't know his business because, again, it's a narrow picture. But I think there's some compromise in this relationship that he's not going to find anywhere else. I think if he walks away from this woman, he's never. Never going to find companionship ever again. He's going to be one of those guys that just dies alone, sleeping with prostitutes, wondering what the fuck happened.
1: Kind of sounds like that's what he wants to do.
0: It sounds like the guy wasn't going to love anybody anyways. I mean, how do you live with somebody for 20 years and be like, I don't care if I stay or go. What do you think? I'm entering retirement.
1: In all seriousness, the guy probably has a low opinion of himself too, you know, so... You ever know anybody that's a cheater that is, like, a happy, fulfilled person? Like, it's going great? No, I mean... I don't know
0: a lot of happy, fulfilled people. <laughs> I don't think anybody. It's
1: a secret. That's a secret of being an adult. Nobody's nobody's really happy. The,
0: the thing with this guy is, like, you just used your wife for two decades.
1: Maybe three. You're
0: not... Se- yeah, maybe three decades. You're not saying what you used her for all these years, but you used her for decades as just a crutch. Now you're done with whatever you wanted to accomplish with her and you're like, I'm gonna bow out. Maybe it's time to have a conversation with your wife to what she actually wants. Maybe you don't have to hide things. Maybe maybe you guys get along more than you think. Maybe you never told her you cheated, but she just knows
1: already. She's got to you know. know. Like, I mean, maybe
0: she doesn't care about that.
1: Some people don't care. Maybe
0: her whole thing is like, I love him so much, I don't care what he does.
1: Yeah, it's weird.
0: Maybe she'll join you. Maybe she'll watch. I mean, I don't fucking know. I mean, if you're going to burn the thing down and leave, ask, right? What's the harm? Like, you're going to leave anyways. Why don't you ask before you do? I mean, I feel like he owes her at least that much since he lied to her about getting married. Because I'm sure when he proposed, he didn't say, I want you to marry me because I don't love you. And I know you'll never break my heart because I don't care about you. They got married under false pretenses. He did. Good morning, morning. this is your wake up call. Call. The year is 2021. It is no longer safe to transmit information. Information. Phones, computers, and satellites are all vulnerable, but there is a solution. Input the data into the brain of a human courier, like Johnny Mnemonic, or your certified Grubhub, DoorDash, or Uber Eats driver, and order a delicious D'Angelo's number nine sub today. Freshly ground shaved Mm. steak, those heavenly onions, Mm. those greasy, greasy mushrooms, Mm. red and green bell peppers, and perfectly melted American cheese And small, medium, large, or one pound sandwiches. We recommend the one pound. And order yourself a side of chips, Chips. but you better hurry though. Time is running out for the world's most wanted sandwich and your Uber Eats driver needs to dump a chunk of long term memory.
1: All right, you ready for another one? That one's just weird and vague, you know? I got three more, and I could find more if we need. (laughs) I'm gonna mix it up. I'm excited for your take on this one, so I'm gonna read it. I'm not gonna say shit, I'm just gonna let you go, because I'm not gonna give you my, well, as a parent, shit, so, okay. This is from Slate, it's from Karen Feeding, which is their parenting advice column. The title is, My husband is brutally hard on our eight-year-old about basketball. Dear Karen Feeding, my husband played college basketball, and he coaches my eight-year-old son's basketball team. When I tell you that my husband loves basketball, I mean, he probably loves it more than any living thing outside of our family. Sounds like he loves it more than the family. The problem is that he's really rough on our son. He makes him practice outside in the cold at odd hours of the day and night, yells at him a lot and praises him very little. My son is a very good player, and my husband says that's because he pushes him so hard to become one. But I often find my son crying alone because he's so beaten down emotionally. Any advice on how to approach this with my husband and son? I think it's telling
0: that she ends it with, do you have any advice on how to approach this with my husband and son? First off, why are you bringing your son into this? It sounds like she's deflecting blame from her husband already. She's like, we have to work this out with both of them. It's like, uh, why would you think that? Your husband didn't make it in college basketball because, I mean, college basketball is one level. Professional basketball is a different level, My guess. And, you know, this is just a hunch, but your husband probably doesn't have the genetics to be a professional basketball player. I'm going to guess he's not big enough. He's not fast enough. He can't dunk hard enough. He's not built for it. I know people that play college sports and uh, they don't typically scale up to professional sports in size wow you got on your college basketball team but yes the celtics were not calling you up after and i hate to say it but that eight-year-old son of yours is gonna have bad knees before he hits high school because your husband is a fucking lunatic so you can have your eight-year-old doing sprints all day or trying to dunk is your husband got him in the garage like trying to stretch his arms and legs with some kind of machine he built whatever antics your husband is up to with your eight-year-old son you should just slap him say stop it stop it he's eight he's eight fucking years old you shouldn't even be pushing a kid like that until they get to high school you should be helping him learn to read not dunk a ball if your kid has the natural ability to make it into professional sports later in life those are largely going to be genetic followed up with those things like practice and determination and those other things that you can instill But you can instill those things outside of athleticism and it won't damage the kid's fucking body. You work an eight-year-old out and I guarantee that kid's never playing college sports because you've already
1: broken his body. Or he's going to be like Tiger Woods and be phenomenal. But a fucking train wreck of a human being.
0: Tiger Woods, I mean, he's playing a much more low impact sport. Well, Tiger right? Woods' I mean... body's
1: destroyed from running so much, but the fact of the matter is that his father treated him the way this guy's father is treating this kid and he was torturing he was fucking torturing right. this is child abuse to push a kid that young this hard and scream at him and never give him any type of praise the kid's gonna develop a horrible attitude and he's gonna get that winning at all costs mentality where he's gonna be a shitty teammate to anyone who also doesn't act the way he acts
0: so i used to live with a track coach right yeah so he would always tell me he'd go these parents that intensely train their young kids he goes we can't even use them in high school sports half the time because they just
1: yeah they're blown out
0: they break their bodies like their bodies are small they're not developed you're forcing them to do stuff they can't you're adding all the stress on your kid at an age where you can absorb almost any information and you're trying to get him to develop basketball skills mm-hmm. like you could be teaching your kid french right now easily but you're spending time teaching him basketball something that if he's going to be good at it he can learn it in middle school or high school like you can instill the same discipline. That that you need in sports into a kid through other things and then translate it to sports when they get interested in sports or when their bodies develop and they're actually built for it. You're going to wear your kid out. And then the next thing you know, he's going to be hitting puberty and you're going to go, if I knew he was only going to be five foot six, maybe I wouldn't have had him playing basketball in the rain when he was eight years old. <laughs> like, dude, what are you doing?
1: You know, at the end of the day too, size wise, I mean, you need that size to be in the NBA there's probably maybe five guys that are under six five six six in the nba
0: i'm six foot four i weigh 250 pounds right if i was to go into a basketball court with professional basketball players and say i just tried to get a ball away from them just them jumping next to me would knock me out of the fucking court i'd fall on my ass i'd go flying
1: you wouldn't cut it You're Bill Lambeer.
0: They're not the same (laughs) size as us. You know, these are big people.
1: It it talks about the dad played college basketball okay well where did he play college basketball did he play at fucking wesleyan or did he play at duke you know like that there's there's a difference and then from there only the top college players generally from big colleges that are known for getting very far in the ncaa like finals those are the people that are getting drafted to the nba now after that what is there 200 professional basketball players in the whole fucking country you're not really setting your kid up for success
0: i mean there's other places this guy could have played basketball. basketball after college and he didn't make any of them. I'm sure it's not just the NBA or nothing. I'm sure there's other basketball. You could play basketball in Korea or something. I mean, there's (laughs) the guy wasn't making the cut for like the local team, the church team.
1: Dude, there's only 15 players per team. You can carry 20 per team in the off season. And then how many games, how many teams, how many teams are there? This is 450 professional basketball players. Your odds of making it to the NBA are not very good. (laughs) Even if you're fucking amazing. You could be six foot eight and just not cut it, you know? Average career of an NFL player is three seasons. Betting the farm on your kid playing in the NBA. If you think about it, the worst player in the NBA, the guy who rides the pine more than anybody else who makes the league minimum, could still smoke your entire, like, small college.
0: They're the best of the best of the best. This 8-year-old is not getting drafted. Maybe
1: he is. Maybe the dad's doing the right thing. Maybe he's the next LeBron James and the dad's the only one who sees it. And he's, and he's doing the right thing.
0: They, they don't draft. Eight-year-olds. <laughs>
1: fucking eight years old. Like, get out of here.
0: All you're going to do is make your kid hate playing basketball.
1: Or it's going to become his whole life and he doesn't develop another personality because he's constantly trying to win your love.
0: He's going to chase your abusive affection for the rest of his life and it's going to destroy his whole world. That's the other alternative.
1: There's also studies, too, where kids that get shoved into this, like, your whole life is sports from a young age, they get fucked up when they get older because they get out, the sports end, they don't know what to do with themselves. They were never really socialized. They tend to be very aggressive. They're not great with women because all they do is hang out with a bunch of dudes playing basketball or football or baseball all day every day. You're destroying these kids for your own personal gain. Like, you want to live vicariously through these kids. It's like, do you want these kids to have a good time, or do you want the team that you're coaching to win? Is it more about your son having a good time, or is it more about you being able to be like, my son's basketball team is the best basketball team? It's insane. Unless you are one of the 450 people in the NBA that gets a contract and a, with, a, like, a good guarantee, can you really say that what you did to your kid at eight years old was worth it, you know, 15 years from now? Probably not.
0: We missed the point, though. This woman's question.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So she wasn't asking if any of this was right. She clearly understands that it's as bad as we're saying it is. Her question was, can you give me advice on how to approach with my husband and my son? And I have the perfect answer for this woman. You get your husband and leave your son out of it because your son didn't do this. So Mm -hmm. quit sharing your husband's blame. It's his fault. Get your husband a life coach. Your husband responds well to coaches. (laughs) Get him a life coach. Tell the life coach to bring a whistle. Have him come over. Give him therapy. Teach him how to be a husband. Teach him how to be a father. The life
1: coach can wear a referee jersey.
0: Whistle every time he does something bad. Make him run laps. Dude, your husband wants to get put back in the game. Get him a life coach and put him back in the fucking game. Tell him this is the big leagues now. This isn't college basketball anymore. This is real life. Get off the bench and get in there.
1: Treat the husband the way he's treating the kid and be like, how do you like it?
0: How's that for advice?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So are we good on this one? Yeah.
0: Tell him to grow fucking up. Help. Moving on.
1: I accidentally hooked up with my girlfriend's mom.
0: (laughs) accidentally
1: (laughs) this is for dear prudence a couple of months ago I met a girl on a dating app our relationship was going well and we really connected emotionally but sexually I felt like things could have been better she just wasn't old enough for me I found a good-looking woman who seemed slightly older than me on tinder we met up and got into me a few times one day she told me she was married I was shocked but I realized I was not morally much better since I was in a relationship too And she told me she had a child and showed me a picture of her daughter. To my surprise, her daughter was my girlfriend, the one I was cheating on. I came up with an excuse and immediately left. I'm not sure what to do. I don't want to ruin my relationship. And it seems like that's what might happen if I tell her the truth. (laughs) Yeah, you think? On the other hand, if I don't tell her now, the truth might come out eventually, as it was her mother I cheated with. Should I tell her? Should I break up with her? What's the right thing to do for me, for her mother, and for our relationship? (laughs) I think you should just go with with whichever one was better looking.
0: (laughs) I think it's interesting that this, this guy's predicament is the movie The Graduate starring Dustin Hoffman. Dude, just go to the video store, rent The Graduate, watch it, and then you'll have
1: your answer. That's actually what it says to do in the rebuttal.
0: The Graduate, Dustin Hoffman went, all right, this mother is demented. The husband scares me a little bit. The daughter's kind of annoying, but she's more age appropriate. So they get married at the end. What I would suggest for this guy is don't ever talk to either of these women ever again. (laughs) Let me tell you something. In The Graduate, they ran off. They got on a bus and they drove away and they ran off together. They can never go home again. There's no going back. That family's never taking you back. You're never gonna hang out with that mom ever again, dude. The daughter's gonna know you banged the mom, and it's not gonna work out in either direction. You're done. You burnt it out. It's done. You're finished. Don't tell them. Just fucking leave. Walk away. Do not engage. Depart. Like it's over. That's it. If this was a math equation, you just canceled the two of them out, and you owe them nothing, just walk away. There's no picking up the pieces on that.
1: I wonder what the age difference is on all these people. It's kind of funny how he said, like, sexually he didn't really connect with the girl, but then her mom did the trick. Her mom had the tricks. He wanted the OG version, apparently.
0: If that mother had taught that daughter, like that guy tried to teach his son how to play basketball, Mm. then this never would have happened dude, really, you can't salvage that though. That's what dumb. happens
1: if he does? What happens if he says, I'm burying the secret and it's going to be me and mom's secret and I'm going to marry the daughter. I'm going to double down. I'm going to get married and we're going to keep this a secret forever.
0: He's going to keep banging the mom. You're going to marry into this family and you've already had good sex with this mother and she's just going to keep coming back to you for more sex and you're going to keep giving in because it's good sex. You're, you're setting yourself up for failure. You're going to be dissatisfied with the girl that is age appropriate because you didn't connect with her sexually so that's not going to work i think he's got to just move on and go for an older woman i think that's what he likes
1: you know what'd be funny is if he got the mom pregnant and then the mom played it off like it was her husband's kid and it was like a big secret between the two of them oh jesus like, wow that baby kind of looks like you but yeah it's such a weird coincidence
0: oh god so the the advice person actually referenced the graduate as well
1: yeah yeah prudence said you should watch the graduate
0: it's the same story the Dustin Hoffman graduates high school. He's bored. He ends up banging this neighborhood lady who's married. They start having this secret affair. His parents are nervous about him because he's not dating. He's not working. He's not doing anything with his life. So they set him up on a date with this girl who turns out to be the woman's daughter.
1: What do you think about cheating in general? What are your thoughts?
0: It's a a bad strategy for success.
1: Is there ever a time where you can really just be like, yeah, it was okay that I cheated because... Does that exist or is that a cop-out? And I'll hold back on giving you my opinion.
0: Well, there's people that cheat where it's known. Right. Right? I mean, and that's... Clearly, that's fine. It's not
1: even really cheating once they know. You know, like, once your partner knows, it's...
0: You're not being monogamous. I mean...
1: i I mean and if that's how your relationship was set up in the beginning and then you got married and then you're off doing your thing without consent
0: i'm very reluctant to judge cheating or affairs because at the end of the day like a lot i think a lot of it comes down to to circumstance and i i think there's all kinds of challenges there
1: i think a lot of the times you find that there's two sides to a coin so then you, you have a couple that you're friends with say it's a married couple and you know the couple through the woman. Like, say it's, like, your wife's friend, and then, you know, you're cool with the husband or whatever. Then you start hearing about how he's cheating. All you're going to get is, you know, like, the girl's side of the person that you know. You're going to get their side of the story. Most people are going right. to be inclined to ride with the person that they were originally friends with side of the story. Although I don't think that there's ever really an excuse or a justified situation where people are cheating. think it's a selfish act i think you have to kind of get the whole story some of the time and then some of the time it's just like you got to kind of look at the person who's getting cheated on and be like he's been cheating on you the whole time why did you think he was gonna stop cheating on you because he married him which i've seen that happen too people really think oh I, i thought when we got married he'd stop cheating on me it's like what are you fucking crazy like you know you can't force your will cheating in the psychology of cheating is very interesting to me like me personally I'm not a cheater. I think it's interesting how some people serially date people who cheat. Or almost, like, can't stop themselves from cheating. Like, they express remorse. They know that it's a dishonest thing to do. I'm not saying that I'm judging someone because I almost feel like the cheating aspect, sometimes I feel like people can't even help themselves. Like maybe they grew up and both of their parents were cheating on each other or, you know, their mom was cheating on their dad. And now all the women they date cheat on them because people tend to date people that mimic their parents or relationships that they were around when they were kids. So I think a lot of the times when they're dating a cheater, it's like your dad probably cheated on your mom.
0: One of the things that takes a lot of effort, I think, is if you're trying to be faithful you try your best to keep yourself out of situations where it might be a problem. I would agree. Like You try to avoid certain places, certain people. Maybe you write some people off that it's not even good to have them around, exes and such. You just start drawing lines and you go, well, this is all going to help keep me in line or, you know, just keep things on the even. The way you mitigate it is by reducing risk. I think that's interesting and telling because it tells you that, like, I think it's something that everybody is susceptible to, but then you also have people that, like, it's become part of their personality to the point where they're not only trying not to mitigate it, but they actively seek it out constantly. So, like, that's where you get your people that are just constantly in relationships and cheating like on whoever and then this
1: de- a never-ending cycle i
0: think it's interesting though that it takes effort not to do it uh-huh. right for humans to stay in line like that it's a certain amount of dedication and that's why people respect people who don't cheat because it's like they know there's work there there's a lot of work in cheating too don't get me wrong i mean there's you gotta have 15 phones
1: yeah and you can be constantly watching your back and like ah oh, fuck that dude it's
0: a lot of added stress I think humans are very complicated.
1: I think we make things complicated, that's for sure.
0: I don't look at individual behaviors as, like, a good marker for people. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know their circumstance. You don't know who they're with. You don't know... There's too many unknowns to to put them all in in a bucket together. But at the same time, I mean, I think it's definitely more complicated the more people you add into the mixture of... uh,
1: I mean, I don't think you can sit there and necessarily judge somebody and you go, oh, you're a cheater. You're going to hell. <laughs> you know, like, I don't think that's for me to say. But at the same time,
0: I know guys that don't commit to any relationships, but they juggle like four or five women like at a time, right? Like just always taking different calls from different women and trying to act like, oh, who's that? Oh, nobody. Don't worry about it. How come you never show me? Like they're always rotating different yeah. women and dating different women. I know guys like that and it's like in talking with them, they usually long for for actual companionship, because they don't develop any like actual bonds. And I think that's wildly different than say, your bored housewife that the husband hasn't been home for more than an hour in the past week. You know what I mean? Like,
1: Well, it's not it's not all that different if you think about it. Like this person is juggling four or five different women. He's with one, the other one's calling him. He's like always hedging his bets. Like, well, if I get out of here at nine, I can go see the other one at 10, Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like you're not committed You're not exactly being upfront about what you're doing. You're chasing some sort of a thrill, which is not so different than the neglected woman. You you don't know the circumstances. Maybe she's being neglected, but maybe this guy, at the end of the day, they're kind of all looking for the same thing, but it manifests itself differently.
0: Like, take the guy whose wife left him 13 years earlier. Sure. She left him for a guy that worked out. That's not the same thing as somebody just going from person to person to person to person and being like, "I, I agree. Nothing ever lands. Yeah. Maybe two people fall in love, but that person's incapable of that deeper affection. And the person goes, you know what? I'm in this for something a little more long term. They find someone that has it. Again, when it works out for 13 years. Yeah,
1: no, abso- absolutely. I think it's
0: a good indicator that your ex wife made a pretty good investment in this other
1: person. Well, she had dirt on him and he just had more money, so she went. <laughs> All right, you ready for a good one, Chief? You ready for a yeah. good one?
0: Fire one off.
1: All right, we're going to an Ask Amy. This is the last one. This is it.
0: The last hurrah.
1: You're going to like this one. I picked this one out just for you. Oh, just for me. This is right up your alley. Insensitive brother emails details of his funeral home job to dying sibling. Dear Amy, I have an older brother who is currently fighting lymphoma and stage 4 liver cancer. It is too late for surgery, so they are treating him as an outpatient. The outlook is not great. My twin brother recently was hired to work at a funeral home. He sends emails to me and our older brother almost daily regarding his funeral home duties. These emails are extremely detailed accounts of prepping bodies, in parentheses, they don't complain, transporting bodies, preparing for funerals, placing the heavy casket over the grave on slings and straps, and then waiting for the family to leave so they can lower the casket down, in parentheses, sometimes it feels like forever. Amy, I am struggling with these emails, thinking that if I were the one fighting for my life, I would not want to read or hear about this. These details upset me, but I am more concerned about my older brother and how this affects him. However, I don't want to open up a kettle of worms. My husband says to stay out of it and not get involved. I am not sure what to do. Do you have any thoughts or suggestions about what I might say? Signed. Grieving.
0: All right, let me just clear up the details of this because it's a little confusing. Her twin brother works at a funeral home. Her older brother is dying of lymphoma. Yes. Okay. The twin brother who works at the funeral home likes to send detailed and sensitive emails about the job, such as prepping body information with jokes, such as they don't complain when we do it, right? Right. As well as... How tedious it is waiting through a funeral so they can just lower the body and get on with their day. He's bringing home the desensitization he's finding through work. And the flip coin of that is their older brother is currently dying as he's blasting off emails that are insensitive to life. Correct. And she wants to know whether or not she should get involved and try to stop this. Yes. Hmm this is an interesting one
1: and as a person whose older sister has battled cancer
0: it's it's tough right
1: it's <laughs> this one hits home you want me to start or you want to jump in i mean no
0: no no let me let me give an initial response so the the first thing is this is this person's twin brother right i'm guessing the closest person to the twin brother is this woman the husband is saying don't get involved which tells me that the twin brother is a bit of a loose cannon already Because the husband saying don't get involved, that means a husband seeing some potential friction there that may not be worth the the cost, which tells Mm -hmm. me that her brother is difficult to work with. He's not going to be receptive to criticism about the way he's talking about this. Yep. I would probably, since the older brother's already getting these emails... I would actually gauge the older brother first and see how he's actually responding to these or if he's even reading them. Mm. It's possible that the older brother just has these things going straight to his spam folder at this point because he knows they're bullshit or he doesn't care. It's also possible that just because her older brother is dying from lymphoma, maybe he's got a dark sense of humor and is actually laughing and responding to these things. I mean, some people are really dark even when they're dying. So I feel like before she goes to talk to the twin brother, she really needs to talk to the dying brother about, hey, you know, these emails that our brother's sending, like, what do you think about these? Like, are you reading them? like get an update from him first and if the answer is i god i wish you would stop sending them like even when i put them in my spam folder i can't help but to look at them and they're depressing if his outlook is that they are somehow negatively impacting him then you got to go to the twin brother and go stop your shit. i talked to him he said this is making him miserable But on the other hand, it's totally possible that the older brother doesn't care or maybe he's getting a kick out of it. I know people with very dark sense of humor that when they're in horrible positions...
1: Yeah, they laugh at it.
0: They get worse about it, you know? Yeah. The letter doesn't address any of these unknowns as usual. So it's it's tough to make a judgment call. But I think she needs to get the older brother's take first. And then if he's not bothered by it, she needs to send the shit to her spam folder because she's bothered by it. Right. It's Mm -hmm. just all it's doing is reminding her that her older brother is dying. Yes. She needs to tell the twin brother, hey, I don't want to see these or just send them to the spam folder. If you don't want to block all of his emails through spam, then have all his stuff go through a filter first or have it forward to your husband first so he can let you know if anything serious comes through. But you don't need Mm -hmm. to get involved unless the older brother's bothered, unless you're bothered. And if you're bothered, then go talk to your twin brother about leaving you out of the fucking emails. Yeah. I don't know. I think the twin brother is obviously weird, but if the older brother is into this kind of humor, then it could be making his day. I don't know.
1: That's a good point. I think yeah, it sounds like the woman who wrote about her twin, I think she definitely needs to have a conversation with him because these emails are bothering her. Yeah. And at the same time, too say you had a family member who you were close with that was dying and then you feel like your other family member is just being totally insensitive about it. I think that it, I think a little bit of uh oh just cuz it doesn't bother him and he's the one who has it where it's like, yeah, thank you for constantly reminding me of that my sibling might pass away soon. Right. I think it's insensitive on the twins part. It might also be the twins way of dealing with the fact that they're upset about, you know, their older brother having cancer and it's not looking good. But at the same time, I I would probably not even ask the older sibling which is not a wrong thing to do but i would probably just go straight to him and say hey listen you know he's got cancer i'm not really into this like the jokes about your job right. i would probably just say you know it just seems kind of insensitive like you know and then he might go well it doesn't bother him but you then you would have to look at it and say well it bothers me and i prefer not to be in the mix with these emails
0: i don't know it is what it is <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is what it is. Wise words from a rich man. Maybe he's not rich in money, but he's rich in life. Well, anyway, I think we've I think we got it. I think you need to go to bed. You look a little, a little beat.
0: It's, uh, it's been a day.
1: It's been a day.
0: I think I need to go soak in a hot tub. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, don't let me keep you.
0: Actually, i got to cook dinner, I think. We didn't even talk about the challenge.
1: Ah, fuck the challenge, dude. I, I've kind of lightly fallen off i still haven't drank i haven't ate any chips but i've i've been so busy it's been hard to cook all my meals at home so so i won oh you 100% won (laughs) i mean you didn't you didn't win anything i mean you beat me but i also had to go back to work once i got back to work i was i've been up and down today was a great day today was an awesome day for the challenge but then tomorrow who knows who knows what's gonna happen where's
0: your weight at how much have you dropped
1: i dropped about six pounds that's pretty good you dropped 10 you're over 10 right
0: 10 yeah well, not That's over. Good. Not over. I'm hovering right around that 10 line. Hovering the right ten. around 10. I
1: haven't weighed myself today, though, so we'll see tomorrow. But
0: I'm still doing it until next Monday, so...
1: Congratulations. I
0: never gave up. It's never too late for you to get back on the horse.
1: Are you going to have a drink on Monday? Probably not. I might keep it going until I'm in that hot tub in Baltimore. <laughs> you want to sign this bad boy off? Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, sign it off. The advice episode part two.
0: To Steve, to the fans... To the people, we're signing this one off. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye now.